Oh yeah, welcome to another episode of Dementia in Black and White. I am your host, Matthew Johnson. Thank you for tuning in again just to listen to us talk about this information that hopefully will help caregivers have a better understanding of the care that they give and help us all help each other to be better at taking care of our loved ones. Appreciate you tuning in. Sit back, relax, enjoy as we learn and grow together. Dementia in black and white. So this week's episode, I want to do a little digging and get your opinions out there. So curious as to what you all think about this. There is a lack of diversity in some of the research that's being done on people with dementia. And this is an article that's written by three doctors, Dr. Benjamin Brett, Dr. Julie Schneider, and Dr. Neelam Agrawal, A-G-G-A-R-W-A-L, with the Rush Alzheimer's Disease Center, both Dr. Schneider and Dr. Agarwal. And Dr. Brett is with the Medical College of Wisconsin. And they have an article in Practical Neurology. And the article is from February of 2021. And it's titled Diversity in Aging-Related Neuroimaging Research. And then the subheading says there is a truly critical need to eliminate underrepresentation in aging related neuroimaging. And of course, for the most part, I believe when they're talking about these types of studies and researching, it is around having a better understanding of how the disease presents in different people in black people in this case and Latino people specifically these two groups, but generally in just diverse communities because for whatever reason, and I'm going to speculate about some of that today, but for whatever reason, when they do these trials, black and brown people are underrepresented. They don't come forward. And so for the researchers, they recognize that, Black people, and this is a line from this article, but this is something that I've heard and known, it says black people in the U.S. are twice as likely to develop dementia compared to white people. So there's certainly a disproportionate impact among black people, and we also know some of the underlying health conditions that are present when someone is getting dementia, high blood pressure, diabetes, cardiovascular issues, and those things as well 
have a disproportionate impact on African-Americans. So when this COVID came around in 2020, March, February 2020, when it really started to run rampant in the United States, it too had a very disproportionate negative impact on black people. Again, because of those kind of pre-existing conditions, diabetes, high blood pressure, and the like. And so where people had that, just as they're more prone for dementia and other conditions, they were more prone for COVID. And so one could take a look at the larger disparities just in health and access to health access to health care. It's disproportionate in the black community. And again, I can speculate on that, but I don't want to do too much of that here. I want to sort of rely on what they're saying in this article and sort of present some facts for thought, food for thought as to what they are seeing as they are trying to conduct imaging in particular, because it's through that imaging they are able to determine certain conditions, I guess, of the brain. Molecular AD biomarker, APOE, E4, is something that they've identified as a particular biomarker that their thinking might be indicative of people who might be prone to develop or who will develop dementia. And so they want to verify because what they know now is in white people, that's the case because that's primarily where the research is coming from. But they want to verify if this is the case across racial Lines, And so in order to do that, they have to have more diverse populations when it relates to clinical trials and doing research. And of course, they want to see how the drugs that they are going to use to treat dementia, if it's going to be impactful on everyone or if it's just impactful on white people. So that's just real talk. And so just the conclusion says the importance of inclusion in research is essential because of the potential downstream effects on clinical implementation and patient utilization. So clearly that's, you know, kind of what they are concerned about. And so I think we have to really unpack it and not just go to the end and say black people, Hispanic people participate in trials more. We need you. We want your information so that we can develop the best drugs, therapeutics, whatever. I don't think that conversation can be had or that ask can be made without acknowledging the past and not 
too distant past in many cases of how the health field has treated black people. So black people were treated as property in this country, of course, formerly enslaved. But the medical community, even beyond slavery, used the black body to conduct research, sometimes without their knowledge. A lot of the tools and a lot of the methods that are used in gynecology Black women were subjected to all manner of pain and experimentation. There is bias that exists among the medical field today where black people who complain of pain are not believed, not likely to be believed as much as a white person who complains of pain. I can't remember the study, and I should, of course, have this stuff up, but there was something around black people or doctors believing that black people's skin is thicker. Yeah, just some strange things. So, you know, and it's really about systemic racism that has seeped into I don't know if it's seeped into it, but it's rushed into the medical field as it has in, you know, pretty much any institution in the in the country. The country has just got a strong foot in racism and in white supremacy, and so when coming at it from that perspective, if you are a doctor, and particularly if you are a white doctor. And trust me, the side eye is given to anybody in a white coat, whether you're a black doctor, a white doctor, or Asian doctor, whatever. The field is looked at with a side eye from the black community. And that's not to mention, you know, Henrietta Lacks, Tuskegee Experiment. Uh, Just again, there's several different studies and kind of research or movies have been done about some of these things. But when you're coming from that history and then you have a white coat saying, Hey, we need more of you to participate in this. Trust me when I tell you there's nothing that's going to harm you. We just want to gather information. We just want to learn more about how this blank condition affects black and brown people participate in our study. Mm, Not so sure. Not so sure what you might hear from the black community when you send those letters out asking for participation is... Yeah, you might hear crickets coming back at you because hard pass. Hard pass is what black people are thinking. And I don't know if I can blame them. I don't know. I don't know if 
it is exactly something to go rushing into, at least not without some skeptical eye. Probably got to ask a lot of questions. And I think it's on the community of docs who are interested in getting this information to really spend some time marketing in a way that people will understand where you're coming from. And I'm not sure what the answer is. This is not a podcast to give all the answers to the medical community. But the first thing I would think you'd want to do is to have an understanding of that history yourself and put yourself in the black person's shoes to know that if there were drugs that were tested on black people in the past, if there were medical procedures that were tested on black people in the past, how likely is it that that black person or the descendant of that black person would raise their hand quickly to volunteer for a study where you're saying how fair it is and how there'll be no harm. You first have to acknowledge that that harm was done. Then you have to know about it yourself. And you have to understand if you have any bias yourself, so you might need to do some work of your own not just understand the history of dealing with that group and it may not be you, but it may be again, you know, the researchers before you, but they messed it up for you. So you got to put in some time to rebuild that trust. There's a trust deficit when it comes to black people in medicine. And I get it. I understand. You know, I see when, Technology comes out sometimes. Uh, a brother, darker, complected, African-American man bought one of these trackers, you know, to help keep track of your steps. It measures your pulse and kind of keeps track of this health data so that you can get a sense of how healthy you are in a given day or, you know, what your heart rate was while you're sleeping and all of that. And I can't remember, you know, which one it was, the infrared or this green light, whatever it is. But one of these technologies doesn't do well on black skin or dark complected skin. It needs to have that, I don't know, translucent skin, I don't know, whiter skin. It does a better job at reading the information that it needs. And when they developed it, they obviously didn't have black people to beta test those, you know, pieces of equipment or whatever. And so um, black folk are buying it, thinking they're going to get the same results as white people. And then they just ain't having to get them. And so, yes, I think having black people part of studies like that in order to have, you know, electronics work for them as you expect them to, especially if black people are going to be part of your target audience and they're going to purchase these things. 
I get that. So I know that there are benefits. And even with this, if there are medications that might come out that will help prolong or delay the onset of Alzheimer's or dementia, then, yeah, maybe that makes sense to be a part of that study. But I'm here to tell you that it's going to be on the medical community to jump through the necessary hoops in order to regain that trust. So think of it like a relationship. If you're the one that did the cheating, that stepped out in your relationship, and that's why the trust is gone. It's not just about you walking back in one day and buying some flowers and saying, yep, I'm back. I'm not going to do that anymore. Let's go ahead and get things right back where we started. No. The partner that was cheated on might need to see some remorse. They might need to see that you learned your lesson. They might need to see some time pass between the time you did your dirt and what you're asking for now. You might have to rebuild that trust deficit. So that's probably what needs to happen with research in the black community. Tell me what you think. This has been another episode of Dementia in Black and White. I am your host, Matthew Johnson. Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Tune in next week where we'll tackle another topic of dementia in black.